now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 545th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the, uh, we've got the indubitable, as always, Claude Nine. Hello, everyone. I saw your Discord name and I almost called you Claude Ten. And I mean, I guess it would have been fine, but we've also got the one and only Mark. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. And we, we are the Puckle Podcast, the podcast that talks everything Pokemon from training card game to the video game and everything in between. Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. It's a fun time. I actually played some Pokemon and in a very bad setting this week because bad well okay like probably not what i should have been doing setting is the answer so like so i i'm like a i'm a research physicist right and so every once in a while when you're a researcher you go to conferences so you can learn more about what's going on in the field and stuff like that and so this week i went to something that was a little outside of my field intentionally just to kind of like advertise what i was doing because this was for stuff that's like two or three steps after my research Mm-hmm. But I wanted to present some of my research to say, like, hey, this is an up-and-coming technology. Maybe you could uh, use it one day. But so, like, most of the talks are, like, going over my head, and I don't really care. <laughs> so in the talks, I'd, like, pull it up, up pull Showdown up on my phone. <laughs> and I'd work on my VGC game <laughs> while I was at Cal- in California this week. Uh, no comment. I have never done such a thing. Oh, of course <clears> not. <throat> yeah, I definitely haven't figured out how to get to it on the computers at work. I haven't done oh, it I would never ever. do that. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely done that. I've definitely done it on the computers at work. Mostly because they don't really care. I mean, they're checking it. And even if they do check it, they're going to be like, meh, he's doing good anyway. So why should we get rid of him? As long as your work gets done. Really yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I base most of my work on productivity. Like, productivity output is more important. Well, yeah, I've I've done that during meetings before as well mm-hmm. mm. but yeah i would never do it on the computer itself oh i have but my office is like also hidden that's just crossing a line it's crossing the line get out of here <laughs> it's like oh i've got a couple minutes ethics. between my meetings i'm gonna like do this while i'm eating my lunch oh yeah like during a break like who cares oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no big deal at all and i'm the boss of my own day so i can say when i'm taking a break yeah so and that's salary life I am my own supervisor, so I can just do whatever I want. I mean, the way I think about it as well is because we are in like the weird hybrid environment after COVID too. And there's a lot of people who have taken way too much advantage of that to the point where like they just never show up and you can tell their productivity is like pretty low because they're just sitting at home, not doing anything. Oh yeah. And so I think to myself, I'm like, what is it if I play like a half hour showdown during the workday? Like I'm doing more than those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good habit to get into. I don't do it every day, but I'm just like, oh, hey, I want to play some Pokemon. You know, I, I have an itch to to try out this this team I've been looking at at home. And so I go and do it. Yeah, that's fair. 
I also work long hours sometimes anyway, so like it does it all it all comes out in the It wash. all makes up, yeah. 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 I mean if if you don't have set hours or you have some flexibility and as long as you're doing your work Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you have no idea how my job works. That's true. You have no idea how my job works. My hours are very odd. My flexibility is like maximized. Well you go into the office sometimes on the weekend, I know that. Uh yeah, not very often. I try to avoid that when I can. But sometimes it's just like, oh, this is happening, I need to go do this real quick. Yeah. So you pop in on the weekends. So that that's about it. I, but I I don't know. That's the thing that scares me about salaries, honestly, because I feel like it can be abused if you're not careful, you know? Like, you could end up working way longer. I mean, you can abuse hourly, too. Yeah. Yeah, but most places, at least that I've worked, they have pretty strict rules around hour, hourly and being able to only work a certain number of hours, that kind of thing. I mean, technically, we have that, too. Like, I get maxed out at 40. Like, they say don't work over 40 hours, which most people take to heart. <laughs> yeah my company lets you work an extra like four to ten without any questions at all yeah like that. they start asking questions mm. nobody asks me what i do because like we can go on these flexible work schedules where you can as long as you're with it as long as you actually work eight out of ten days in two weeks you're fine and you can like essentially just move the hours around however you want for those 80 hours and I was like, I could do that, or I could just keep doing what I'm doing and just slap eight on my time card every day and then just do whatever I want <laughs> because mm-hmm. nobody checks. I work for a very lax, uh, a lax uh, I don't want to say company, but I work for a very lax enterprise. So it, it, it definitely helps out in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also, it's very much like grad school. Like the grad school mentality is like you just work until you don't have work. And I've never gotten out of that. <laughs> you know, you just work. Yeah, like if I got something to do, I'm going to go do it. Right. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's very job dependent too. Absolutely. I've always been very wary because I, I've known a lot of people who are salaried who uh, they get kind of oh, I've known that into working like way longer hours than they should be. I've seen that happen uh, before as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not in the environment for this. I'm not the typical person, so definitely don't take anything Thatch says with uh, as as anything. But you guys do anything Pokemon? Maybe we should talk about that instead of like. <laughs> Work culture. So, salaries. Yeah, talking about what it's like to be salaried. <laughs> Actually, I haven't. I mean, I, I did pick up Legends Arceus again. Uh, I think it was last week for a little bit, trying to make a dent in the last last Pokemon I needed to catch there. I still haven't completed the Pokedex. There's like the I have like 10-ish left, and it's all the ones that are like... I know like what you mean. online. Yeah, and like the fossils, and I'm like, eh. Oh yeah, the fossils are annoying. Yeah, it was like, well, you know, I could do this, or I could do something else. I could just try to go grind it out. Yeah, th- I think those are the ones I dislike the most. Are the ones that are yeah. exclusive to the uh, to that the, are exclusive uh, to the to the time space distortions. Yeah, it's all up to chance, and I'm I'm just like waiting around for one of those things to pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I used to do is just set up my game, put it on one screen, do my work at work. I'm like, oh, a time distortion. Go check the time distortion for like five <laughs> minutes. Check. All right. Is is the uh, Crinidos or Shield on here? Nope. Nope. All right. Reset. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it on for 40 minutes. It rolls every like 40 minutes guaranteed. I'm like, all right. Well, this yeah. Is, yeah. This is something. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of uh, doing. Uh, yeah. Pokemon at work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is... And today's episode is how to slack off at work with Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't do this, kids. Uh, don't yeah, do don't it. Yeah, don't do this. Be productive humans. Be productive humans. 
I mean, I am still a productive human. I just end up staying at work until like six o'clock some days instead of going home at four. There's that whole mentality that, you know, you shouldn't be working the full 60 minutes of any hour anyways. That's very true. I don't disagree with that. Who says that? Thatch? Uh, it's a philosophy of That's you know, a thing? the work day. Oh, well. Where it's like you should be working like, I think it's up to like 45 to 50 minutes of every hour and then you take a 10 minute break and it's the best way to like not burn out. Oh, interesting. I mean, that's not how my schedule's set up, or at least the way it's supposed to be. So that's what my work preached when I first got there, and I'm just following it. Just take a 10 minute daydream session every hour, Mark. That's what we're or, saying. Or you know, daydream, or you know, I'm gonna go to the bathroom for the next 10 minutes and just sit down. <laughs> just sit down. <laughs> not even use the bathroom. Just sit. Yeah, just just sit there. <laughs> it's, it's something nice when you like you're just sitting there like it feels cooler the kids like, kids cool. the puckle podcast does not endorse any of these things <laughs> don't don't be uh, don't be clod and thatch <laughs> don't be clod and thatch. also don't be me and not take any breaks yeah no you should definitely take breaks like next thing you look next thing you notice it's like it's like oh it's lunchtime and then I take a ten minute lunch and I go right back to it. I'm, yeah, I'm also I'm also just not like the typical person. Oh, I don't take I don't take a lunch though. That's the thing. I just work through lunch. Oh, really? Yeah. Lunch is part of my work day. Yeah, we're supposed to take it. I just make sure that like I go and I always bring somebody with me so that I can say it was a working lunch because I was building rapport with my coworkers. <laughs> that's how that works. Please tell me that's in the policy manual. It's not in the pol. What? There's a policy manual. Oh, I know. I know the type of agency you work at. There's I know. There probably is. I don't have access to it. Okay. <laughs> really? They don't share that with the employees. They probably do. And I just, it, the problem is it's probably like buried in like everything else because they probably don't call it a policy manual. They'll probably call it like a, an AG 1072. Did you not read that? And I'll be like, <laughs> what is that? And they'll be like, that's like the employee handbook. And I'll be like, All right, that's what you called it? Yeah, we had a whole committee. Took three years of planning to do exactly, and then by the time they were done, it was time to make a new one because it was all out of date. Yeah. All right, but this is a good place to stop because if we don't, we're not going to talk any Pokemon. So we're going to go over to the news and we're going to cue some epic music. And welcome to the news. The news today has very little in it that we're going to talk about here. Uh, we got all of the sales data. Every three months or so, we get sales data from Nintendo about how a lot of games are doing. Sales data! No, this one's the most exciting because yeah. Legends Arceus has sold 12.64 million copies, uh, which is around like the 13th best selling Switch game. We were kind of hoping it would beat out Ring Fit Adventure for at, in the number 10 slot so it could be in the top 10. I mean, you could still get there. I think it very, but I think it, there's a very good possibility. Will. Yeah. I mean, it didn't even Christmas. It didn't even get a Christmas yet. No. It hasn't hit any holiday cycle. No. For a January release. This yeah, is nuts. This is a January release and it's only a single version Pokemon game. Like what? Yeah. That's insane. Yep. Like this is going over really well. Like for comparison, like BDSP has sold uh, fourteen point six five million units. It unfortunately makes it like the best selling Pokemon remake, but it, it's the worst Pokemon remake. 
at the same time. It, it is hands down. It is hands down the worst Pokemon remake. Yes, uh, hard agree. Uh, no, it beats right. it beats Leaf Green. Leaf right. Green Fire Red beat it. I don't care because any yeah. any any remake outside of this one tried to do something different. Like there's something different about the other three remakes. Like Leaf Green Fire Red, yeah. was it like hey hey at least we put the new Pokemon in? Plus you can go to the Sevi Islands a little bit. Um, and then Heart Gold Soul Silver was a masterpiece, so not, we don't need to say anything there. Um, no. and then, uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was just like, well, here's Mega Evolution, here's all this other stuff. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I think Oras is the best. Uh, and then you have BDSP, which is just like, oh, we just made literally the game. We literally just remade it. Mm-hmm. I, I digress. Yeah, th- these are, like, interesting sales numbers, though. Like, I'm very impressed by Legends Arceus, and that gives me a good feeling yeah. on the inside. That will probably yeah. end up seeing more styles of games like that. I would like it to surpass uh, Let's Go, but, you know. I think that's very possible because Let's Go. Okay, so for reference, Let's Go came out in 2018, right? Um, it, it came out in 2018, and it's just now at 14.53 million units. Do you remember, though, that one month after Let's Go released, it had sold almost 11 million units? Mm-hmm. So it's been mm-hmm. four years of like less than a million units per year yep. after like the after the well yep 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 after the initial spike you know mm-hmm. so it, it I, I think it's very possible that Legends Arceus will continue to steamroll I hope so I mean it's just it's such a fun game I really wanted to see it succeed all right well let's talk about the boring stuff now uh, we got some Pokemon Unite news. Yeah, Espeon will be available to earn for free through missions. So, Espeon, yay. Yay, Espeon's coming. You can be an Eevee. I know that there's rumors of other mons. There's plenty of other mons coming because it's Pokemon Unite. Their one-year anniversary is coming up soon. I wonder if they're going to do something big for that. Hopefully. I mean, I'm kind of glad to see. It's not my thing. I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm glad to see it's, uh, you know, still around and they're updating it. And Out of, like the little projects they've done on the side in the past like pokemon unite i think is one of the more fun ones like yeah. They, yeah. they have a lot of pokemon has a lot of misses looking at you pokemon cafe <laughs> remix but and, but like this was like a huge win in my opinion like, oh yeah pokemon unite's been great pokemon unite's a fun mm-hmm. game to play yeah it does what it needs to do yep all right claude talk to us about some pokemon go oh yes everyone's favorite segment of the puckle news pokemon go and this one, we're going to keep it short. A reminder that Alolan Geodude Community Day is coming. Yep, it's this weekend. That's about it. Yep, that, that's pretty much all we care about. Um, And it's funny, because you can only bring that Alolan Geodude into home or Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. That's oh my all gosh, you can do with that's it. That's so true. I didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah, it's, it's, Alolan, it's, yeah. it's something all right. I'm very surprised they didn't let the Alolan forms into BDSP. Like, that part confuses me. All right, so like we've been doing the past few weeks, Puckle's Pokey Prediction. By this time next year, March 31st, 2023, uh, because that's what we got the sales numbers for, do you think that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and or BDSP will still be in the top 10 Switch games? I don't know how much more sales BDSP will get. I honestly don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, no, it, it is hard to say. I think BDSP, though, can... I, there is a market for it. It's just people who have never played Gen 4 before. Right. Which is, at this point, a lot of people, because that was something like 15 years ago. Yeah, and I've actually heard some people in other communities I've been part of saying that, like, oh, yeah, I have picked up BDSP before, and I, you know, I've never played this. It, one person was like, I never played, even played Pokemon before, and this is my first Pokemon game. No, so that was a little interesting. Uh, it's also classic Pokemon. So like classic Pokemon in that sense does still do well. Like people want that classic RPG. I just 
I think yeah. it disappointed people like us, right? Because we wanted something a little bit new on top of it. I mean, I didn't mind it. it and it didn't offend me. The problem is we wanted something new, and so it wasn't exciting, right? Yeah. I also didn't really play Gen 4, and I've said this before, too. Well, and that was the thing with BDSP. If you didn't play Gen 4, BDSP is a great game. Yeah. I thought it did exactly what I wanted it to do. You know, I'm not, I wasn't disappointed. For reference, BDSP is 8, and Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are 9 in top 10 Switch games. No, they're not going to maintain that, though. I think it's possible. I, I'm going to make the prediction they're both Fallout. I I think BDSP's numbers will go up at a faster rate than Let's Go Pikachu's and Eevee's. Yes, I agree. All right. Well, we're just going to leave it there then. And we're going to kick it on over to uh, to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to the trivia segment. Thank you for that introduction. Let's get right on into it. Our first question this week is going to come to you from T-Sleeve from Agnatron Stanley. Or, yeah, (laughs) or not Agnatron. (laughs) Agrinton Stanley. There we go. In Pokemon Yellow version, what determines the Eevee illusion your rival gets? I actually know the answer to this. Oh, it's the, um, if you beat. You don't have to tell me which one gives what, but if you can just tell me what the condition is. Yeah, it's like if you end up, if you lose uh, the match or you beat him uh, during certain encounters, I can't remember which is which. Uh, So I believe there's the, I know, I I believe there are three different scenarios that get through it. One is if you, I know one is if you beat him to, like in two certain spots. Right. Um, one is if you beat one of them and lose the other, and the other and might be losing lose one of them. Yeah, because I know, I think it was at like Flareon is if you lose all of them or something like that. I, I can't remember which is which, but yeah, it's based on like. I don't how need you, that. I just need to know. Me. I just need to know the typical thing. So uh, I'll, I'll give you the point because you guys yeah. got the method right. And that's all I really need. Um, it's really just the results of the first two rival battles. So once when you fight in Oak's Lab, okay. and then again when you fight in Route 22. Um, oh, the optional okay. one. Okay. Yeah, the optional one. Uh, if you win in Oak's Lab and on Route 22, your rival will get Jolteon because that is, uh, you just have to think about which ones can Pikachu beat, right? And Ooh, Pikachu yeah. has a hard time against Jolteon. If you win one of those battles and lose the other battle um, or skip the Route 22 battle and you win at the lab... Uh, your rival will get Flareon. If you oh, lose, so if you lose both, if you lose both, you your get... rival gets Vaporeon because Pikachu super effective and you're weak. So you need right. to you need to. Well, help I out. think it's, is it both you have to lose or just no? You have to lose. Uh, well, you, uh, you need to lose the one in the lab and then skip Route 22. That's the other thing you ah, can do. Okay. Uh, you could skip the mm-hmm. optional battle. How do you so. lose the one in the lab though? I feel like that's such an easy one to win. Uh, it, I, it, maybe you lack could of probably luck, do it. I don't know. Yeah, okay. you could do it. I believe in you. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So our next one is uh, that's one point for you guys. Our next question is going to come to you from Bam. 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 What is the only fully evolved <laughs> Pokemon that can have the ability Friend Guard? Friend Guard. Friend Guard. Oh gosh. Um. Uh, fully evolved. Yeah, I'm trying. To th- I'm trying to remember who exactly gets who Friend Guard. Gets Friend Guard. <laughs> I, feel like, I know, I know that's like the Clefairy line, but Clefairy loses it. I think Jigglypuff had it, and Jigglypuff loses it. So not Wigglytuff? No. I know they both lose it for other things. Um, gosh. Oh, man. Um, Who else had Friend Guard? It's got to be a hidden ability on something that I don't normally play with. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Should we use a hint? It seems early to use a hint, though. You can use the hint whenever. Nobody ever does it this early. Okay. Sorry that I'm asking no, the hard questions. We try and. S- oh, this is a harder tr- question. Uh, this is hard. I have no idea. Let's use the hint. Why not? Yeah. Let's why not? Let's do it. Us. Sure. Uh, okay. This is a Pokemon that is not in Sword and Shield. Honestly, I don't think it's made. I don't think it's in anything in Gen Eight. That does not help oh. me at all. Thanks, that, that. That narrows it down to anything. sixty Pokemon. Yeah. I gave you a pool of it's sixty Pokemon to look at. Okay, Claude. This Pokemon. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Sixty this, Pokemon. This Pokemon uh, to collect Fringard. every single form of those Pokemon is a real task too. Oh. Oh. Would it be? Is it Vivillon? Vivillon? Yeah. I, I think it's Friend Guard. Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Vivillon is Vivillon. the correct answer. Oh, okay. Vivillon. I that was a Pokemon. That is a Pokemon. Interesting. It gets friend guard. Yes, yeah. it does. All right. Your next question huh. is your Pokedex entry question, as always. This one is going to come to you from, uh, we're going to, I guess his name's Big Beard. Big Beard. Ooh, Big uh, Beard. This first entry is going to come to you from Sword. When it goes on a rampage, it's impossible to control. But in the presence of a Nidoqueen, Queen, it's lived with for a long time. Wait, oh, they didn't, oh, they didn't clear Wait. this out. You go, okay, we're going with Batista, because I didn't realize that the uh, answer... Can I get that first one, though? I'm pretty sure it's Nidoking. The answer is, yeah. because the, yeah. the next line says Nidoking calms down. Okay, so... Uh, cool, you I got it. No, you don't get it. Um, right. this, this, this one's going to come from Batista, and its heart gold entry says, apparently it's, it cracked Shelter's shell which, with its sharp fangs and sucked out the insides. Oh. From Pokemon uh, Heart Gold. Okay. So it cracked Shelter's shell. With its sharp fangs and sucked out the insides. Apparently. Apparently. Okay. Uh, what has sharp fangs? Um. Two. Um. Gosh. I'm assuming it's a water type. Well, it, I was thinking a bird. For Shelter? Yeah, but it. I, or, or I guess it could be like, you know. But sharp fangs? Birds don't have fangs. Um, the other one that comes to my mind, and that's just like, this is like anime kind of like lore would be possibly like slow, like a slow bro. And then it puts it on its tail. But they don't really crack the shell and no, like suck no, out no. the inside. They just kind of go fishing with their tail until one hits it. Um, hmm. What is sharp fangs? Maybe like a sharp pedo? I'm going to need an answer here, guys, before you move on to your oh, next oh. your next entry. Um. <laughs> okay, thanks, Thatch. Well, unless you um. get it. Unless you get it. <laughs> Maybe you already said the answer. I don't know. You probably didn't, though. 
No. No, no idea. Um, um, gosh. Uh, it's, it's, it's a water type of shark. You're going to want this extra entry. but Okay. Well then, uh, give me an answer. Uh, give me an answer. Shark. Let's Sharpedo. go with octillery. Or, octillery, okay. Sharp- octillery, octillery is unfortunately incorrect. But catch this. <laughs> this is this entry okay. is from Ultra Sun. Its heavy oh. shell is thought to be the reason this ancient Pokemon died out. It's apparently oh, a distant ancestor of Octillery. Uh, <laughs> Almastar. Uh, I guess, right? Almastar Almost, is correct. Know. You guys got it. Though. An ancient Pokemon with a shell? I'm yeah. Like, that's the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah. So you guys got yeah. it. Yeah. And it cracked Shelter's, uh, cracked Shelter's shell with its sharp fangs and sucked out the insides. Oh, God. So is Shelter an ancient Pokemon, too? Uh, yeah. Shelter just never evolved, okay? Gosh, don't okay. don't question the logic here, Mark. I don't know. I don't like <laughs> yeah, this. Mark. Gosh. Okay, so you guys are three for three. Your next question is your multiple answer question. And okay. it's going to come to you from Poliwoe. What what fully evolved Pokemon have the ability Runaway? There are five answers to this. God, all these I only need I only need three. I'll give you a point for one each one. The ability Runaway. Which which fully evolved Pokemon can have Runaway? Claude, if okay. you don't get one of these, I'm gonna be upset. I think one of them is Rad. I'm pretty sure one of them is Ferret. I gonna lock those both in. Yeah, I'm, I'm locked. Yes. Uh, yeah. Eradicate and Ferret are both correct. There are three more Pokemon. I only need one more name. That are fully evolved. Um, I'm pretty sure evolved. the Rapidash line has it because they're they're speedy. Ooh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about those guys. Rapidash uh-huh. is correct. That's true. Uh, I can give you the other two. Uh, uh, wait, wait, but I do know one other one, and I'm surprised um, Mark didn't say anything about it. What is it? Dunsparce. Dunsparce it's not is fully not. Evolved. It's, no, Dunsparce is. It is fully evolved. Uh, d- yeah, it doesn't. There's no count. evolution. <laughs> it, it doesn't need to have evolution to be fully evolved. Okay, I don't think that's matter. how that works. That's not how this works. Fine. <laughs> this excludes Fine. single stage Pokemon. It, it, I didn't. I didn't read that part of some parentheses though. <sighs> okay. The other, <laughs> the other, the other two are Dodrio and Thievil. Ah. Oh, Thievil! I always forget about that. All right. So your last question is always is going to come to you from Zachary, the Ice type trainer. What ice type Pokemon is the highest base HP? No, thankfully, guess. thankfully, it has nothing to do with <laughs> ice type Pokemon. What Darn. Pokemon has the lowest unique speed stat? So, by unique, it means it's the only unique. Pokemon with that base stat. And it's the lowest oh. one. And it's the lowest one. Yeah. All right, uh, I have it. What is it? Okay. Stagataka. Sure. Is that your final answer? Because it, it, well, it's an Ultra Beast. So they all okay. have unique stats, and Stagataka is extremely, extremely slow, and it's the only thing I can think of. Because I know there's a bunch of that 5, there's a bunch of 10, there's a bunch of 15, and I believe Stagataka is like 12 or 13, I think. Sure. That's my logic. I will default to you on this one. Stagataka is correct, uh, with a base stat total nice. of 13. Yay. Yeah. Got it. I was looking at it recently for a draft match, and I'm like, huh, it's very, very low. Yes, it is very low. Yeah, I didn't realize it was quite that low. No, it's oh, very it's, bad. It, it, it's, it's a building. Buildings don't move. <laughs> yes. Buildings don't move. They move faster than Shuckle, though. Well, yeah, but sh- Shuckle's a rock. All right, so that gives you guys seven points today. So currently, our trivia standings are Jushiro in first place with 22 points. In second place, we've got Seth Vilo with 16. Claude's in third with 15. Whimsic- no. Whimsicott's in fourth with eight. Sigma, Shark, 
Finnegan and Mark are all tied for uh, yeah. for fifth place with seven, and everybody else has yet to get on the board. So tune in next week for more Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we can quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green tourist badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be the Pokemon Go, or not Pokemon Go, Pokemon Home update <laughs> uh, news that we got. Because Pokemon Home 2.0 was announced that it's coming soon, TM. Yeah, yeah. soon. Who knows what that means? Yeah, right. At least they acknowledge it. No, they acknowledge that they said it was coming out this year. We've heard so many rumors <laughs> this year that this is going to be a monumental task just because of the way the code is diced up in like yeah. BDSP. That is like a laughable thing. But it's it's somewhat of an accomplishment. The, the problem with, with it is, oh my gosh, it's just complicated. They released this graphic that here, I'll send you guys the press release. The first image is this graphic that I really hate. They did a similar one, like when Sword and Shield came out. They're like, oh, you can put Pokemon from Let's Go Pikachu into home, but it can't go back to Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, but they can go to Sword and yeah. Shield, but they can come out of Sword and Shield as well. I'm a little surprised at some of the way that this interacts. Like, I was not expecting yeah. uh, you to be able to put Pokemon into Legends Arceus. I think I thought it was going to be like, let's go. I thought it was going to be like, let's go Eevee. Yeah. My assumption is... Like, everything Sword and Shield onward is just going to let you put Pokemon back into it, which makes mm-hmm. sense to me. I, I I really like this idea to an extent because they did make that mention when they first announced Exit that, like, some Pokemon can't go on certain adventures, but they can go on other ones. So they just wait in home ready to go yeah. on another adventure, which is a fair assessment. Yes. I The only problem I have with that is, like, all of the Pokemon you can just already catch in that game so, like, I don't feel as cool bringing, like, my other Pokemon, like, for post-game. Especially for something like Legends Arceus. Like, I don't care about bringing it for post-game. No. I'm confused as to why I would... Besides... Okay, so we know about one ribbon that we can get from taking a photo in Arceus. Yeah. But, like, what what value would you get by bringing a Mon otherwise to Arceus from outside? There is no value. I absolutely agree with you. You are correct. It just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I think Arceus makes no sense for Diamond and Pearl... I, for BDSP, I understand uh, entirely why you'd go back and forth. Yes. I've been I've been waiting for that. I've been absolutely waiting to play that again for this. I think they're just doing it as like, I don't know, maybe this is just like their, maybe this is their version of the olive branch, you know, where it's like, hey, Man, I guess you can do this because, y- you know, if they wouldn't let you put Pokemon in, people would get mad. And it's all the people yeah. that I don't like that would get mad. So I don't really have a horse in that race. I'm curious if, so like, I know some people were making a big deal uh, when Weird Ear got announced. They're like, oh, I'm going to shiny hunt and get a, uh, you know, uh, a shiny uh, Stantler from a previous game and bring it up and evolve it. You could do that now. And I remember thinking like, eh, yep, yeah, that's yep. that's not a thing you can do. But now I guess you can. Yeah. Or you will be able to. Not yet. Soon. But uh, it makes me wonder, can we do that with the uh, uh, Basculin as well? Or is it just no, the, no, so, the regional Basculin? No, 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 no. So Basculin, 
is different than Stantler and uh, true. What's the other one that got an Evo without having a regional as well? Uh, Quillfish. No, Quillfish has a regional. Regional Quillfish. Oh, regional. Uh, um, a Pokemon that Ursaring. Ursaring. So like Ursaring, yeah. Ursaring that and Scyther as well, I guess. Too. But Scyther, yes. I don't really count yeah, because it already it was like it's just like a split Evo branch now. But I, I find that really interesting. You can do that. You can just go evolve them, and I guess they can sit in home. Yeah, so you could have a you can have a weird year from like Gen two. You could get a gold you get a gold silver yeah. Stantler, yeah, and it could evolve. I actually have one of those right now. I actually really like that better. I don't know. I I really like that they ignored the Eviolite and Legends Arceus. I really enjoy that. Yep. I've never really been a fan of them being like, well, the only way we can give evolutions to Pokemon is if we do regionals. Because at that point, you're just getting like mm-hmm. uber complicated. I'd much rather just be like, yeah, Stantler's got an Evo now, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, cool, Stantler, good for you, bud. You needed that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all for this. I am all for giving Pokemon Evos. I think Ursaluna looks really bad, but that's another thing for another day. Yeah, it looks like trash. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the look, but it it's going to be a great Pokemon. I'm excited to use it. It will be. It will. I really expect most, if not all, of the Hisuian Pokemon to make it into Scarlet and Violet. Or at least be transferable in afterwards. Yes. Right. I mean, because we're going to get DLC for it, right? Like, there's no way Scarlet and Violet doesn't have DLC like we got for Sword and Shield. We got it. Oh, I'm sure. Worst case, it's going to be available after that. What I would really like to see from Scarlet and Violet is maybe that DLC that gets everything there one day. Because they were pretty close with that with Gen 8. Like, the thing mm-hmm. that's very frustrating, we kind of talked about this a little bit, Mark. You know, joking around, like, why why didn't Sword and Shield get an update to accept Weird Ear? <laughs> yeah, which would have been nice. I think the bigger thing for me is that the Pokemon from Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl that aren't in Sword and Shield don't go to Sword and Shield. Yeah. I think that's the update that upsets me the most. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be a shoo-in. The graphics are running in the same engine. Like they say, like the Sword and Shield right. engine, like battle engine is the same. Uh, maybe I'm right. incorrect and like somebody who knows the code better than I do will correct me. Like Boarky's going to yell at me in, in Discord on yeah, Monday. Yeah, Boarky yeah. will say something. My understanding is that the graphics engine is very similar in Diamond and Pearl compared to Sword and Shield. So like they're already there. Why not just like plop those models in and just like give it to us? I don't know. I I think the bigger thing, though, uh, as we talked about, is that like some of the Legends Arceus Pokemon, which do already have like different models because Legends Arceus just made the models prettier and more and and better because that's honestly running probably very close to the Gen 9 models. Right. If not exactly the Gen 5 models or Gen 9, not Gen 5. We could go back to those sprites, though. I'd be so happy. Uh, that's another topic. Yeah. Yes. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of the moving sprites, but yeah, they're okay. I I remember when I first started playing Gen Five, I was like, mm, these are kind of off-putting. I don't like them. I actually really like. Uh, maybe not the moving sprites. I like the. You know when they used to do the sprites, and then like the sprites would like have like their little opening animation, and then they were done. Yes. I yeah. I like that better. Yeah. Okay. I agree. True. I agree. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm upset that like they didn't do that uh o- only if because their meta is super boring right now like in vgc yeah, like the official right? vgc meta i think there were there are a lot of opportunities here and i think a lot of it might have just been driven by the fact that home was a monumental task for them to undertake to like move all the pokemon together uh we haven't even talked about how that part got complicated yeah i i really find it interesting that that is the way it is <laughs> right it's very confusing but you could go to sword and shield though and instead of having the GS Cup meta, which I think universally everybody hates. Like, I've never heard anybody go, GS Cup VGC meta is the best meta. Nobody's ever said this. I think because of that, it would have been interesting to, one, you could have done a restricted decks meta, or you could have been like only the original 493 are allowed. 
which would have taken us back to the beginning of the real VGC circuit, which was Gen 4. And would have been Mm. a really cool callback. I am really upset by that. And then even then, Legends Arceus, you've got some cool new Pokemon that are in there and they're going to be competitively cool. And you could have like said, hey, these new Pokemon are in it and like restrict the legends and you could probably still see some stuff come in. It would at least make things a little more interesting. Mm -hmm. I know that I was talking with Shambu earlier this week about like how the meta is super stale now and really we're just kind of twiddling our thumbs until Gen 9. We're at the end of the three-year life, the yeah. three-year like life cycle of everything though. Like this happened right. the same thing with ORAS. No, for sure. It definitely did. Or uh, Gen 6 and Gen 7. It definitely, no, it definitely happens. It, 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 everything, every cycle has its end, but it's, you know, it still is, it, it's just like when there's that potential, which I think is what Thatch is saying. Yeah. Of like to have, at least have some new mons to come back. Like, we that would just be nice <laughs> you know because right now there's no reason well it's just at this point where we also only have like i don't know we we only have something like maybe six months left it well we do right as of right now have six months left in gen 8 right, mm-hmm. right. i mean pokemon home's not going to come out best case for like another two weeks maybe month that's five months that we'd get these mons in gen 8 which or in sword and shield which is kind of a bum- like i understand why they don't do it because that's a time sink that they shouldn't have to do I guess. One of the things that bummed me out when Sword and Shield came out, because obviously Dexit, I was really bothered by that. And I still am to some yeah. extent. One of the things that got me the most, though, was when Sword and Shield came out, its deck size was 400. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting mm-hmm. for a game that was like, oh, but it's not going to be that bad. Dex is not going to be that bad. To have a larger Dex. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. because for reference, for those of you who don't know, that isn't even like the l- largest regional decks of any Pokemon game. The largest regional decks goes to X and Y that had 450 Pokemon in its regional decks, technically 453, because it included Articuno, Moltres, and everything. Base Sword and Shield came out and had 400 Pokemon. The thing that, uh, like, if Joe Merrick were to listen to this podcast, I think what he would throw back in my face is like, well, post-DLC, it's got the most Pokemon than it ever. I don't disagree with that, <laughs> because that is factually true. But when you're going to release the base game, like, base X and Y had 450 Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, give me a hefty base decks, like 500. We're going to be close to a thousand Pokemon, right? When Scarlet and Violet launches, if not at a thousand. Yeah, I was going to say, it might actually get to that threshold. Give me half. Give me half of them. That's all I'm asking for. Because I expect that with the DLC for Scarlet and Violet, it'll again be like the most Pokemon ever available in a single set of games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's just the trend they've been on, if you look at the trends over the years. Because there's more Pokemon. There's more Pokemon. So I wanted, I wanted to change gears just a minute. To talk about the strange balls? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. things that I want to talk about here because there's more than just the strange balls. But yes, let's talk about strange balls. First of all, I love the strange balls. Love the way they look. I wish that yes. they would be available normally. Yeah. Because they're just really cool. Yeah. But yeah, so like the whole thing about them not... So when Amon comes from um, uh, uh, Legends Arceus over into BDSP, it'll be in a strange ball. Because it's you know it doesn't have in the coding the the ball mm-hmm. the uh the new types of balls so which is strange to me by the way <laughs> ah, I just I didn't do that on purpose actually but ha. oh okay. uh, I should have <laughs> uh, no I mean I'm I'm very surprised that they because these were co-developed like why not just be like hey here's the asset and then they just throw it in the code right yeah I figured um well I know that they already had uh, the strange balls were identified earlier on and everyone's like what's this gonna be yeah. So I feel like they probably kind of knew in advance, like this was going to be a thing that they were going to be using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of interesting that when they go to uh, Sword and Shield, it's just in a normal Pokeball. 
Well, that's because they're cashing it. They're like just doing it super easy. I know. It would still be kind of cool for them to be in the strange balls there too, but it's such an easy update. I don't know why they don't do it. It's such an easy update. Yeah. But whatever. It's fine. It's fine. What did they say? Uh, I may have missed this. So you can, if you have something in Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, can you bring it to, you can, can you bring it to home and then to Legends Arceus? Yeah. Like let's say a Piplup. Yeah. So now that means Piplup can actually get roost. Yeah, kind of. Okay, Claude, you didn't hear this part then, apparently. I missed this part. Okay. Oh, yeah, the ridiculous move thing. Yeah. Oh, the moves. This is, like, insane to me. The moves get, like... So what happens is because po- certain Pokemon can learn moves like that... So pretty much, you know how everybody was getting excited by the Legends Arceus moves? Uh, yep, that's not happening anymore. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, I kind of saw that one coming. I didn't think they were going to let things in. The things that really upset me, though, is, like, let's think about Stantler... Right? I want to be able to play Weird Ear and Scarlet and Violet, and I want to be able to catch a Stantler and then get a Weird Ear. Right? I don't want to have to transfer yeah. in a Weird Ear from Legend Arceus. So the only way to do that is to evolve it by, you know, using Psychic Bash a number of times in a certain style. And I think it would be really interesting just to put psych- Psychic Bash or whatever it is. Uh, Psy Shield Bash. I forget the name of the move. Yep. But I think it would be interesting to put that probably into Scarlet and Violet at this point and just let the Pokemon use that move like once or twice, just like, you know, learning ancient power or whatever on a Yeah, like up. evolve or level up with the move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they should retcon that and put it in, in Scarlet and Violet. All right. So it's going to come down to what Scarlet and Violet's move sets are, then they're going to change everything. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, this makes sense to me. Well, like, there were a bunch of, like, Legends Arceus moves that make sense. Yes. Like, Machamp getting Mach Punch and Drain Punch. Mm-hmm. It didn't have that before. Yep. I agree with you. And, like, that makes it significantly better. And I was excited to actually play with a bunch of these mons, like, you know, get new moves, like Piplup getting yep. Roost. But they've decided, nope, it's only going to be whatever the game says. So, like, so what they do is if you're transferring it from a new game, it, like, stores the data, though, for yeah. the move it originally had in the original game. But then when you transfer it in, it gets new moves based on what level it's at. So when you transfer it, it back, it might get the old moves again. It It's very complicated, and I understand why they did it, but I also believe they did it to themselves. It's so dumb. I think it's so unnecessarily complicated. Yes. Like, there, now, you, now you're, like, having moves that are tied to specific games that's in the code. Uh, like, at first, I didn't believe the leak because I was like, this is ridiculous. Why on earth would they do this? And it's true. And I'm just, I'm so perplexed by it. I just... I figure like, because normally when there's issues with moves, certain moves, it's like, at, it's, you know, the stopping point is at a certain gen, right? Yep. And so they will usually be like, oh, until you, if you want to move it into Sword and Shield, like it's just not even going to be able to use this move. You have to delete it. Yeah. Right? Why the, why didn't we just keep that? It makes things more complicated than they need to be. I understand it kind of gives them some design freedom in the game, right? What they really need to do is just personally, I think they just need to do a hard reset on like everything like just hard reset on moves and i wouldn't even say a hard reset i think they just need to and just standardize it all boom they need to put it all back into like let's let's get one game these are the move sets yes and this is what you have yes i think they were trying to do that with sword and shield but then they were realized they wanted to do something more i because honestly i think with sword and shield they had a very loose outline of the kind of ecosystem they wanted pokemon games to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they just didn't really have it fleshed out like they they had like the bullet points for new game Sinnoh past question mark uh and then like new game you know bdsp i think that's like as far as they got when they decided to do it this way yeah because right now like you have so many pokemon and so many move sets that can only happen in certain ways yes you can only get melmetal in 
Pokemon Go. Okay, so the thing is with I, I agree, Mel Metal is stupid, but that's a that's a completely different thing that needs to be fixed. <laughs> Meltan should just evolve with a Thunderstone, like done, and we're good. Or make it level up, move, learning Double Iron Bash, and then it evolves. Then I really just like Meltan for a couple of reasons. One is that diagram we're looking at, we've looked at with uh the, mm-hmm. with how home works. So if I move my Meltan to Pokemon Home, it just can never evolve because it can't go back to go. Right. I don't think that should exist. Meltan is a special problem that should not exist. It's also part of like the Pokemon Go hype where they're trying to get people to play Pokemon Go and like, right. get, yeah, I don't know. So here's an exclusive and yeah, in the only evolutions in the game, it's really dumb. Yeah, exactly. It's really dumb. I'm I'm not a fan. I, I don't know anybody who is. <laughs> Meltan is very weird and shouldn't exist in the way that it exists. Yeah, but... Uh, hey, there are um special Pokemon, uh, gift Pokemon that are coming out of this. Oh yes, that's true, um, and that's yes, almost interesting. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. <laughs> I I think it's gonna be fun to see what they do with it. It's fine. It's just fine. I I mean it's 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 nothing special, right? I mean it's like so we can get either you know connecting to BDSP, we can get Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup with hidden abilities. Yeah, as mystery gifts, and then you know that's fine. And then uh, subsequently, Legends Arceus, you can get uh, Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. With maximum effort levels. So did they say what they're doing about effort levels and stuff like that when that transfers over? Uh, I don't know if they actually did or not. I don't think it is. Because that's something I'm really interested to know about. Because let's say you max out, you know, one of these Pokemon in Legends Arceus, and then you bring it over to, let's say it can also move into like BDSP or Switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do those stay? Or like if I EV train, let's say a Pikachu, and it's like a, you know, perfect Pikachu, and I move that over, is that going to keep any of those stats, or is that all going to get reset too? These are great questions. I assume it's reset, but that's just me. I imagine reset is the way to go. I don't know. How did it work with the candies from P- Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee? Like, they just got uh, reset, right? I think those got reset too, right? I don't remember. I imagine the data for the effort values and like the grit dust and stuff you get in Legends Arceus will probably be stored, but probably separately. Okay. Which is something like, why even bother storing it? Like, is that going to come up in another game? It might. Well, I mean, Legends Arceus just sold 12 million copies. So maybe, probably, yeah. Well, I mean, I also am a little surprised about the, um, because at first people were saying, oh, you know, it's not going to have any sort of reflection on if it's a an, an alpha or not. And now they're saying, yeah, it is going to be something you can look at in home. So that means that data is also going to be stored. Yeah, why not? I don't know. That's just another thing. I'm like, is it going to come back? I mean, it's just a little check mark that says, hey, it's an alpha. I, I possibly, I think Legends Arceus at this point with how well it sold. I mean, maybe this is also part of the reason why this took so long because it's still not even out, right? So no, no. I think part of the reason it might have taken so long is because of the fact that they were just like, we, they didn't know how successful Legends Arceus was going to be and if they were ever going to do that again. And maybe they had to add in extra stuff for that and like the Pokemon data structure. Mm-hmm. So she could know if it was going to be if it was an alpha Pokemon or something like that. But going back to the like gift Pokemon that we're getting, because there are six of them that are going to be there. Yes. Yeah. It, it is not uncommon or like, I mean, it might be uncommon, but like, it's not like out of the realm of possibilities for them to give like, you know, like a Chartwig, Chimchar, Piplup with a move that it doesn't normally get. Yeah. They've done that with special event Pokemon before where it's, you can you can get this Pokemon with this specific fun move and it can only happen there. They never did that with Pokemon Bank, though. In Pokemon Bank, it was just always like, here's a Pokemon with its hidden ability. Yeah, it was the hidden abilities was the fun thing. Yes, but you know, they, they've done lots of events before 
I think if we're going to try to base anything off precedence, the precedence should be based off of anything we've ever gotten from a Pokemon storage solution, which is Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Home. The biggest thing they ever did was like, here's G-Max Melmetal. Have fun. Oh, yeah, they did do that. Yep. But they also did, uh, I mean, like, I I go back to like, they had special like Ash Greninja you get from an event. That wasn't Pokemon Go, though. That wasn't Pokemon Bank or Pokemon Home. You're right. I'm just, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. It's unlikely, but I think it, it can still happen. Uh, I, I'm going to say, based on the data from Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Home, it will not happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to believe that they can just give us a, you know, a Piplup that can move to other generations with Roost. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> I will dream. Yes. It will remain in the dreams. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, one of the things I'm wondering is, so like, like I was saying before, I haven't, I still have like, I think, 12 mons that I need to fill in my decks for Legends Arceus. And I know that, like, with with transferring in from home from uh, Sword and Shield... You have to have them in the decks, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, is that going to be the same? That's what I imagine, yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't see any uh, anything called out. I, I like the way Bank works. Yeah, I think you have to have them... I assume you have to have them in the decks to be able to... Tra- I, think, I think it's just like a general rule now, is that you need to have the Pokemon in the decks before you can transfer them in from Pokemon Home. I think it's just like a general thing. I wouldn't say you have to have it, but you have to have seen it. Yes, I think. Yes, I think that's the word. I think that's something. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I don't think it's a you. Because I transferred a bunch of Pokemon in to Sword and Shield through Home before I ever caught them, but I had seen them in the wild. Okay, so they were still like registered. They have to be in your deck somehow. I think for you to transfer them in. But Pokemon's been very good about having you like if you beat through the main game, you've seen almost all the Pokemon. Right. No, they've been very good about that. I think since Gen Four. I just went through my Pokemon home and found all the Pokemon that I am missing in home. But I'm like, I know a lot of them exist. They've just always done that. I think even in Gen 1, you can actually see all 150 or all 149. Uh, only if you choose a specific starter. Uh, I think, no, I think it's uh, fine. I think because you can see all of them in Victory Road. Well, no, in Victory Road, the only, only final form that you ever fa- fight is a Charizard. Uh, Yeah, but you see a Blastoise and a Venusaur somewhere else. I thought it was only like you could only do it if you pick Blastoise and your rival has Venusaur because you see a Charizard. I don't think there's a Blastoise anywhere else, and I don't think there's. A- uh, I think there's a Blastoise. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've played Gen One. It's that in the Venusaur. I don't know where if you fight another. You don't, I don't think you fight another Venusaur unless you have it or your rival has it. That sounds right. I'm gonna look into this because I think there's a way to do it. it. They they at least fixed it in Leaf Green Fire Red for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. I just found it. Uh, it is leaf. They fixed it in leaf green, but you are correct in uh, red and blue. A, yeah, in red and blue, I believe it's only. I think you have to choose Blastoise to see everything. You are correct. You are correct. Yeah, because I I remember doing this like trying like how can I see all the Pokemon playing by myself? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess this is a good place to stop. I I'm excited for Pokemon Home to update. Yes, yeah, so am I. Yeah, I can release them from their prisons. I've been wanting a bunch of mons to go into BDSP and also take mons out of there. So, yeah. like my friend Ball Shaman. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, I have a, I now have my document of all the things I'm missing in home. Granted, a lot of them I can, I just haven't moved from Swish over because I was using them in game. Mm. But like, there's a bunch of things like the entire unknown decks. I can't wait to just transfer over and have and never touch again. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it, guys. We're going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode, and we're going to be right back with that. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. 
And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 99, Kingler, the pincer Pokemon. It's brilliant diamond Pokedex entry says, The larger pincer has 10,000 horsepower strength. However, it is so heavy, it is difficult to aim. I don't know that anybody measures strength and horsepower, but okay. Uh. <laughs> it's more like Mudsdale power, am I right? <laughs> yes. If I were talking about, like, crushing strength, I wouldn't also use... So, the horsepower is li- literally a unit of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me being a nerdy physicist. I wouldn't be like, oh, yes, this can crush with that many horsepower. I would be like, oh, this can crush with this much force. And a unit of force would be either, like, pounds or newtons. Mm-hmm. So, I would have done that. A horsepower is... This is obviously written by a child, like all Pokedex entries, but I think I think it's funny. Uh, I would definitely not go with ten, with horsepower. Well, it's had the same thing since red, blue, and yellow, pretty much. It always talks about one one claw being very strong and then just being hard to use. They use the 10,000 horsepower thing, actually, like, freakishly often uh, looking at it. But I digress. Kingler, I did, I forgot you got Shear Force, so good for you. Yeah. Kingler's nuts. Like, it can hit surprisingly hard. No, I think his base attack is, yeah, his base attack is 130. Yeah, I would say 130 and it has like, I think, 60 or 70 speed with agility, which is actually pretty good. 75, 75 speed. It does have access to agility. It has access to sword stance. It's got a base 115 defense as well, uh, but the base 55 HP kind of cancels that out. I mean, yeah. It's special attacks 50, it's special defense is 50, but this isn't a bad Pokemon, especially combined with sheer force. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It hits incredibly hard. You agility, you get liquidation now, I believe. Yeah, you get liquidation. He has rock slide for some coverage. X scissor, X scissor, and brick break. It doesn't. The, the X scissor doesn't do anything with. Uh, oh, that's true. Does brick break? Brick break does, right? Brick break might. Yeah. Uh, high horsepower probably is useful. High horsepower, yeah. So he's got some moves for it. Uh, I mean, all the like rock slide, I guess, is good. Yeah, but you really only need like one thing. Yep. Oh, it gets knockoff. Oh, it does get knockoff. That is true. Oh, that's phenomenal. All right. But yeah, I mean, Kingler's cool. So we got a uh, VGC team for Kingler today. We've got our Kingler. Yeah. You would typically run Sheer Force, but it also gets Hyper Cutter, which is actually really nice uh, for VGC because Incineroar exists and is on like 60% of all VGC teams right now. 60 is too low. Think like 75. No, no, it's like 60. It's like, no, it's under 70 right now. I, I literally just look, I literally, I just looked this up. I literally just looked this up last week. I'm surprised. It, it's a little, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's still kind of insane. I hate it. <laughs> Kingler, it's holding a Wakanberry. Uh, it's got 4 HP, 252 attack, 252 speed. Jolly nature, crab hammer, knockoff, wide guard, al- it gets ally switch? Yeah. What is, G- what is the max move for it? Uh, that was what I was about to ask you, because I don't think anybody knows. I don't know that G-Max Kingler is that great, but, uh, it gets ally switch. This is, like, support, anyway. Yeah, it's got wide guard. So, its max move is Foam Burst, which inflicts damage to a target and lowers all opponent's speed by two stages. Oh. Okay. 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 I'll believe that. And it's not affected by Sheer Horse, which is why it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Crab Hammer and Knockoff. Well, Crab Hammer gets, uh, gets Sheer Force. Yeah. Well, you need Crab Hammer to activate Max Foam first. It doesn't matter anyway because Hypercutter doesn't isn't Sheer Force, so Kingler does not care. Uh, you've also got uh, an Indeedy on this team with Psychic Seed for Psychic Surge, so for Psychic Spam, two thirty six HP, two fifty two defense, twenty special defense. That way you can survive everything after you click Follow Me because that's what it's got. 
with expanding force, helping hand, follow me and protect. Uh, somebody take the two big O's, big guys. I got it. Because we can't have a VGC team with in 2022 without having non nonsense. And we're going to be a little original this time. And by original, I mean just not Zach and Payoger. <laughs> and choose Calyrex Shadow Rider, uh, Focus Sash, a low, uh, four, four defense EVs, 252 special attack, 252 speed, Timid Nature, with Astral Barrage, Expanding Force, Trick Room, and Protect. That's fun tech to have for like anti trick room. And then we have the other big boy being my one of my favorite legendaries of all time, Eternatus, uh, with a life orb, two fifty two special attack, four special defense, two fifty two speed, timid nature with Dynamax cannon, sludge bomb, protect, and flamethrower. So we're just here to hit things very, very hard, especially in psychic terrain. I'm here for that Calric Shadow Reddit though. Eternatus is just like generally okay anyway, with Dynamax Cannon. Like it's the same thing as the Behemoth Blade. Mm-hmm. It's just dragon type behemoth blade, so I I'm all for it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I turn to this is just I I like it, and it's it's surprisingly fast and surprisingly good. So good for you, I turn to this. Yeah, finishing it out, we have Metagross with a salt vest and a uh, it's got clear body, two fifty two HP, two fifty two attack, and four uh, speed. Uh, it's got that adamant nature with iron head, stomping tantrum, rock slide, and bullet punch. So it's there to, you know, be Metagross. And finally, we have Rillaboom G-Max with Miracle Seed. Uh, it's got Grassy Surge, of course, 252 HP, 252 Attack, and 4 Special Defense with Adamant Nature. Grassy Glide, High Horsepower, Fake Out, and Protect. Good old Rillaboom. I actually really like this team. It's it's like mo- It's very simple. Yeah. But it's not, like, too generic, but also, like, not not generic. It seems like it'll play okay. I mean, this also plays very well against things like Zacian. I, I don't know that people are aware of that. But additionally, you've got Metagross that can counter Zacian as well. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. It, I, it, can. it can. It can hold its own. Nobody's running Wild Charge on Zacian anymore, okay? Uh, you have Kingler that can take on Zacian? <laughs> I mean, kind of, yes. Well, all you have to do is go back to your max foam. Now it has minus two speed and everything else beats it. That's true. That is true. I do, I do agree with that. I want to play with this. I want to play with this. This is a fun team you found, Claude. I'm a big fan. Thank you, Victory Road. Yeah. Thank you, Victory Road, for all of the nonsense. Thank you. <laughs> also, if you want to uh, if you want to get this team in its shiny form, make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. It's going to be running alongside pretty much everything from the, the past two weeks because I was gone this week for work. And the bot went down, so I'm just going to keep running everything for the next week or so. Not the bot. Not the bot. It failed. I figured it was going to happen, so it did. (laughs) All right. On that note, guys, we are going to go ahead and uh, kick it on over, though, to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you send us emails and we read them. We typically have a prompt and this week we wanted to know what's your favorite way to play Pokemon. And of course, you can send those in at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. This week we're going to have a different question. We'll announce it at the end of the segment. But before we go too much further, this segment, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to anybody who we deem worthy 
typically has started a lot of conversation and it's probably given us paragraph breaks. I'm going to take the first email today. You got it. Our first email is going to be from Snackard. Hey, oh, Buckle Crew. Snackard here, a longish time listener and lurker. Found you guys around 2014 for a bit and rediscovered you in early 2021. But I'm a first time writer. Now, how do I like to play Pokemon games? Lately, I found enjoyment trying out monotype runs. Typically, I try to replay the game in the summer and winter, and due to Sword and Shield, many of my friends have gotten into Pokemon again. Since many of them dropped out of Pokemon around Diamond and Pearl, we have decided to play through Gens 4 through 7 together, talking about our thoughts and experiences along the way. As a group, we decided to implement monotype runs, increasing the difficulty, and I cannot express how impactful this one change has been to our enjoyment. We randomly roll three types and pick one for our playthrough, which gives a nice balance, avoiding unusual types. I'm looking at you, Ice-type and Sinnoh. What about Fire-type and Sinnoh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really. And trying out new Pokemon types I wouldn't otherwise choose. Numerous Discord calls have been filled with ranting about a singular trainer that is unmemorable, but just so happens to be the perfect counter to your team. Some of my favorite memories have come out of these recent runs, though. <laughs> Run-throughs. Specifically, my bug monotype run in Soul Silver is one I will always remember. From using Fortress's explosion four times to beat Lance's team, to depending on the offensive juggernaut Shuckle to beat Red's Charizard and Snorlax. (laughs) There's so many iconic feats I haven't felt since playing Pokemon growing up. I hope Scarlet and Violet will continue Swords and Shield's ease of access to many many types early on, allowing more types to be usable for monotype and other challenging runs. Sorry for the long email. This week's question was perfectly up my alley with how my friends and I have been experiencing Pokemon together over the last couple years. Keep on keeping on, Snackard. I like that. I do too. Yeah. I love playing Pokemon games with friends. Yes. I think it's actually a really good idea and something we should do in Puckle at some point. Is be like, hey, Puckle's going to do a group playthrough of this game. And at Gym 1, we're all going to get together and we're going to pair up and we're going to battle. That way we have like real life rivals or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe we just like import them to showdown or something, which is fine. Well, especially if we do something where like I don't want to say like ROM, like yeah, way you can do it like in a ROM, then you can easily do all that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll do it in a ROM. I have no problem with that. So I think that could be a lot of fun, and that might be something we do in the future as a fun puckle event. I'd really like to do that because I really want to play through some games, but it's more fun when you're playing it with the puckle people. Like new launches, it's my favorite thing, and being able to keep doing that even with older games, I think would be amazing. So I would, I would love to do that. Maybe I'll think it through and then we'll like have a cool event. I, I, the summer sounds like a great time to do it. Oh, hundred percent. Summer sounds like a great time to do it. I really like the idea of monotypes too. I know it's kind of simple, I guess, for a player through, but like I've definitely done that before and I've had a lot of fun with doing monotype runs. I think I've done every generation a mono poison run. Really? I believe it. Mono poison. Yeah. I remember doing it in yellow. I I was, you know, backstage at a show and I was bored, so I decided to pull out yellow. And I think during the course of the show, I ended up beating all of yellow using only poison types. Huh. I believe that. I know I did Heart Gold, Soul Silver, because that was just, you know, fun. I, I like playing through that game every once in a while. And I'm pretty sure I've done all of them at this point. You gotta get that Voltorb Flip, okay? Hey, Voltorb Flip is phenomenal. I, I've spent hours playing Voltorb Flip because it's entertaining. Uh, uh, I don't want to think about Voltorb Flip. I love Voltorb Flip. I hate it. <laughs> You're missing out. You're it. missing out on Voltorb Flip, Mark. No, I'm not missing out because I played hours of it and I hate it. <laughs> You're missing out. It's it's just a strategy game. It's not even strategy. It's just like it's like worst Minesweeper. There's a lot of luck involved that I dislike. A little bit. 
Yeah, I just mm. I think you're playing my I think you're playing Voltorb Sweep wrong because the way they knock you down in levels in Voltorb Sweep is based yeah. on or Voltorb Flip is based on the number of tiles you flipped over. So if you if you're in a situation where you think that uh, you're gonna lose, what you do is you find like the guaranteed tiles to like not get knocked down as many levels. Oh, you just always start with the guaranteed tiles. Yeah, you just flip them. Either way, I'm not a fan. All right. Well, thank you for that email, uh, Snackard. We really appreciate it. Our next email is going to be from Wyatt. I believe Mark stole that one. Yes. Wyatt says, hey, Puckle Peeps, I hope you're having a fantastic week. Thank you. I did have a fantastic week. I'm super excited about Violet and Scarlet. I can't wait for my first playthrough. Now you ask, Wyatt, how will you be playing Violet? I like it. Well, my dear question asker, I've played Pokemon since Gen 3, and to add to some difficulty to the game, I've started playing with self-imposed rules. My self-imposed game mode is called Rainbow Team 6. Okay, okay. (laughs) Its rules are simple. One, game mode to set. We aren't mind readers. Yeah, always set. Okay. Two, no items during battle. Held items are allowed. Yeah, set is something actually that people forget about all the time. Is an option because they go, Pokemon game's too easy. And then you go, well, let's turn on set. And set just makes it... Like, if you're doing a Nuzlocke and you're finding the Nuzlocke too easy, turn it to set. Yeah. yeah. So you know what they're going to send in. The game goes from, like... Yeah. 1 to 10. Or, like, 1 to 8, at least, like... Yeah. Hard agree. Rule number three. You must only use a Pokemon if its primary colors are unique. I don't know exactly what that means. Oh, it means that the Pokemon... So, like, if he has a Pokemon... This is my assumption. And why it can tell me that we're wrong like two weeks after the episode's over i guess based on what he told me in discord today oh (laughs) but my assumption is that if the uh, primary color is unique it's gonna be because like each pokemon's got like a primary set of colors in their design right yeah he essentially wants a rainbow team because he wants to have all the different colors so oh i see so no so no no two purple mons you wouldn't be like oh i'm gonna have a stunt i'm not gonna have a skun tank and a crobat right Gotcha. Okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. I like that. Okay. Um, aesthetics. Yeah. And number four, an optional rule of only using Pokemon you've never played with before, which I think is a pretty good rule to go with. I think a lot of people just do that unintentionally anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. Because when you play Pokemon games, you want to like try to use the new stuff. Right. I think the only thing I used that was old when I played through Sword and Shield the first time was like Obama Snow. And that's only because Thatch really likes Obama Snow. <laughs> he says that uh i started this in sun and moon and loved it due to the fact that game freak chooses a pokemon color scheme based on typing for the most part the color restrictions can make gyms slightly more challenging you have to fight a water type gym forget about bringing a bunch of grass types they're all green another aspect is that they it can force diversity i love water types but they are primary blue so if you want another water type i'll have to drag in a pink gastrodon around with me <laughs> you have to <laughs> Also, keep evolutions in mind since some Pokemon drastically change colors. I know it's not the most complicated rule set, but it certainly makes the first playthrough a lot more fun. It also makes shinies shinies like worth more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says, P- he says, P.S. Yes, shinies are a different color, so you can technically have two of the same Pokemon if one was shiny. Good luck finding one. Uh, you know, it happens. But that that's that's unique. I did it accidentally in BDSP. Like I just randomly bumped into a shiny Glalie. That was my first like. Full out shiny in a very long time. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Like the other ones are like, yeah, I shiny hunted it or whatever. But the the that Glalie was like, oh, cool. Didn't think I'd see that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Wyatt. All right, we got one more today, and it's gonna come to you guys from Gigasaurus Games. Gigasaurus Games, yeah. Alright, hello, Puckle Crew. I wasn't originally going to write in this week because I couldn't think of anything about how one should play the games that stuck out to me. However, as I was listening to the end of the show while doing dishes, because my commute to work is too short to listen to podcasts, I, I remembered one, leveling in Sword and Shield. When I was playing through the game, I was actually largely on the level curve, at least enough that Leon's level jump surprised me. However, when I was talking with a friend around release, they mentioned thinking that the new games were too easy. When I asked why, I learned that they had been using all their EXP candy from raids, and they have been doing hmm. a lot of them early. Even before the first gym. Oh, you know what? That's actually a very fair point. Because that those yeah. the XP candies from the raids really do break the game. I do agree with that. Th- this raises an interesting point. Game Freak doesn't actually level the trainers as if you're raiding. But they also make it relatively easy and really em- uh, emphasize its presence. Which makes it unclear whether you want, you know, uh, you want to raid during the story or not. I actually think that they don't intend you to do so. But people end up playing the games with lots of rating and then complain the games are too easy. As a side note, another Pokemon TCG Cube draft sounds like a lot of fun. That's all I've got this week. Turning this in late enough, I don't expect it to be read, but thanks again for all the hard work. And you guys put out great content every week. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you. The rating... I, I, I'm very mixed on it because I did a couple of raids, but I just never used the candies. Mm. And, I, and I thought it was, you know, perfectly fine and well-balanced. Granted, that's because I didn't use any of the candies. That's fair. No, I I think the candies are more. I don't know. I really like rating for the post game because yeah. that's how you get a lot of the TRs. Yes. That's how you get a lot of the the candies. Right. I understand why they let you do it during the main game because it'd be stupid to lock it to post game. Oh yeah. But I think uh, the candies can absolutely break it. The candies will absolutely break that game. So I was trying to think of a better way they could balance out, you know, Pokemon like that. Like, it, the one thing that comes to mind is, like, oh, you can base it off of, like, the level of the Pokemon. But then, like, if you're going by average, you can easily abuse that. Yes, I agree with that. So my, my mindset goes to, you base it around the highest level Pokemon you bring into the gym. Mm. Or something like that. I'm wondering if they're going to do something like that in Scarlet and Violet, because it's quote-unquote open world, right? Yeah. I, I think they have to do something, or at least, like, or at least they will. But I think it's going to be based off of badges and not anything else. But I think if you, like, you know, look at... All right, let's say you bring in a Pokemon. You base it off of the highest level that's there. Yeah. That you're, like, you're like they have. And it's like, all right, all Pokemon in the gym are going to be within five levels of the highest that you bring in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least it gives you a little more variety of, like, all right, now it's not going to be too easy. And if you bring in lower Pokemon, they'll be lower. And, like, I guess there's ways you can fight against it, but... I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Or at least make it a range where it's, like, if you don't bring in a Pokemon that's level let's say 35 the highest will be 35 if you bring in something higher than 35 it will match that level or something like that i i even think that it's fair because like over leveling is just like i don't know it, it feels like kind of a uh tradition in pokemon like the ability to be allowed to over level oh you i definitely think you should be able to it's just i mean i think maybe that you could just have min max requirements on some pokemon like you need to have a pokemon on your team that like has to be this low of a level or something like that, or this high of a level. I don't know. Something, something. They they can do it. I'm sure they'll come up with yeah. a better idea than I can. So I, because, because it's an open world game. There, it's not going to have a super linear story. It's just going to have a story. 
I what I would expect with an open world game is like let's say you can do any of the eight badges or let's say seven of the badges. Yes. In like any order you want or something like that. Yeah. Granted, I think the way they'll do it is it'll be like six that you can do it or like three you can do in any order. Then you, then there's an event. Then there's three more you can do in any order. I agree with another you. Event. I I absolutely and then agree. Like the final two or something like that. That's the way I see it going. Is that they're gonna they're gonna lock you out of some of them. Uh, until you get to a certain point. Because they basically did that in Sword and Shield. Well, except with, like, they had the they had the, the grass, fire, and water that you had it granted. You fought in that order, but... They did the same thing in in Sun and Moon as well. Uh, the, the design in both Sun and Moon and in Sword and Shield is very similar because they, they just created these, like, quote-unquote islands. I, yeah. Like, some of them were literally islands, but the other ones, like, they are isolated um these lands with gyms and i do agree with you that they could they're probably gonna do something similar in sword in scarlet and violet but it'll be a little bit more free to like oh i can go to this gym or i can go to that gym Mm -hmm. and i don't know i'm really hoping that we actually just get the full 18 gyms but i that's me just like holding my breath probably not gonna happen but i would love to see that so that you can make your own pokemon journey because could you imagine if there were the 18 gyms and then you had like your little badge case right or you could like look at the badges you've collected because honestly, I think the badges from Sword and Shield were garbage and they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but like, imagine you'd be able to like you can go to the Pokemon League once you get eight badges, right? And people could just be showing off their badge cases, right? Like this is these are the gems I want to gotten get, and it's kind of like like a social media event. It also makes for a really interesting like speed running of it too. Yeah, it, it's just like a very social media event type deal though, where we could all be like, "This is my badge case," and it's like, "This is the order that I went and defeated gems in." I think that would be cute. It reminds me a lot of the anime and they got very close yeah. to that feeling in Sword and Shield. And I think that with a little bit of work that you get there in Scarlet and Violet, but I, it, it, that's just things Thatch wants. And I'm a crazy old man. So that, that doesn't work out the way everybody thinks it does. But yeah, thank you for that email. Uh, who do we think it's the green Taurus badge? I think the one that you read, I was going to say that as well. Yeah. I thought why it's or why I liked uh, Wyatt's too. Uh, well, Snackered and Wyatt. We can do both. I don't care. Sure. Done. Hey. Hooray. You guys got it. Make sure you message us on Discord to get it. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Wyatt right now. And then, of course, if you guys want to email us next week at PucklePodcast.com, let us know what you think of the Pokemon Home mess. or uh, Mess is the wrong word, but the the complicated (laughs) life that is Pokemon Go. The tangled web. The tangled web. Yes, that's the word. I would love to hear from you guys and what you guys think. Think about that at PucklePodcast.com. But until then, you could keep up with us at Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You could listen to some more shows at Puckle Plus. You can, of course, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. You can see us on Twitch. I'll be back to streaming since I'm actually going to be at my house uh, on Tuesday. So that's at Twitch.tv slash ThePucklePodcast. You can, of course, also... Help support the show by going over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast where you can get uh, cool exclusive Pokemon. And we're very close to getting those green Taurus badge pins. They shipped, so they should be at my house eventually one day. <laughs> I assume either today or uh, later this week we'll get them. And then once that happens, I'll get tiers set up so that if people want them, you can get them on our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. They'll probably be available through the end of June. So make sure if you want a green Taurus pin, that's the way to get it. But on that note, I have been your host, Trainer Thatch. I've been Claude Nine. 
And this is Mark from the Dunsparce Gang. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.